Hey everyone, thanks for listening to episode zero of the Retro Conflict Podcast, hereafter known as the Retcon Podcast, because, you know, that's so hard to say Retro Conflict. We had to had to shorten it to Retcon. I'm Phil, and this is sort of an introductory episode. I just want to talk a little bit about why I want to do this, what the sort of scope for this project is going to be, um, so that you can, you know, get a preview, decide if this is something you're into, you want to listen to, you want to follow. So the focus of this show is going to be wargaming, tabletop, some people call it pen and paper, but you know, tabletop, cardboard square on hex map wargaming. Uh, specifically from the 1980s to about the 2000s, there's going to be a little bit of give on that um, because there's some conflicts that sort of overlap and then there's some stuff that I just really, really want to do that we're going to do that might not fall exactly in that timeline. Uh, the big exceptions for this will probably be games that are focused on near future conflicts. I'm pretty interested in that. Uh, anything involving the Russian or Soviet Navy, I'm really obsessed. It, you can blame Hunt for Red October in my childhood. Uh, I saw it. I was hooked. The idea of just the Russian submarines. I think it's the same reason that people like the TIE fighters in Star Wars, right? It's it's more fun to look at the bad guys' technology. So I'm really interested in that. Anything with that we'll probably have on the show. And then I just spent some money on some North Africa stuff from World War II, which is totally, totally non not related at all to this podcast but i may find an excuse to weasel it in anyways so why do i want to do this show one there's a selfish reason i just have an interest in military technology modern military technology i really like looking at the conflicts from my childhood so this is going to be like from the 80s to like my high school years which ended in the 2000s uh, because there's sort of this blend of conventional and unconventional warfare right you have sort of the more conventional conflicts and then you have the more unconventional conflicts where you know it's less planes trying to blow up tanks in the desert and more trying to deal with counteracting a terrorist or guerrilla force and a lot of times you sort of see a blending some of these conflicts were sort of a mix of those two and i think it's really interesting to study those and i just want some people to talk to about this right i i, I need to I need to talk about this stuff. I find it so interesting. And I know there's a community of people out there who find these types of conflicts interesting. And uh, yeah, I like to talk and I like to be talked to and I like to talk about this stuff. So I, I'm doing this project as a hope to selfishly try to find some more people to talk about this stuff that I'm interested in. Here's the selfless aspect of it. Uh, I'm a I'm a not a teacher. I'm almost a teacher. I'm doing my student teaching right now. And I really believe, as a future math teacher, that wargaming, old school wargaming, tabletop, cardboard pieces wargaming, still has so much application for the classroom. There's so many ways that you can introduce some of these simpler games to the kids in your class, and there's so many mental math skills. There's some more complex math skills, depending on what type of game you're playing. But I also think, you know, we talk a lot in education about we want our learning to be real world. We don't want this stuff to be sort of segmented. It all exists in the real world. I think these types of games really model not just the separate math skills, but geography and history and real world events and forecasting future events. And it's all blended together. And I think it's something that I want my students to be exposed to because one, I think it's a fun hobby, but two, I think they can learn from this in a whole bunch of different areas. So those are sort of the main two reasons why I want to do this. Um, just a little bit of information about me. I started Wargaming in 2014. Um, I'm newer to it, right? So I guess that's like six years. Uh, my first ever war games were from Victory Point. They were reissues of Battle for Moscow, which is a, that's an old SPI game from the 70s, and then Strike Force 1, 
which is no i'm sorry battle for moscow is a gdw game from the 80s strike force one was an spi game from the 70s and uh these games were sort of redone by victory point games uh which no longer does war games i'm going to talk about that uh, on the blog at some point later but they were great they were such great introductory war games i'm actually really sad that these games are out of print again because they were so good and i i really want to try to track down some more copies because I've only got one copy of each, and I think they're great for my future students. I think it's like the perfect level for an introductory war game. So I'm hoping to come up with some more copies of that game. Uh, but just judging from, since they're more rare now, because Victory Point isn't making them, the, the prices are a little, they're a little expensive for what you would want to pay for an introductory war game. Uh, some of my current favorite war games, uh, I love Sixth Fleet by Joseph Miranda. That's the one that was in Modern Warfare magazine um, in 2019. There's a couple different versions of Sixth Fleet that I haven't played that are, I think, a little bit um, older. Like, one's from, like, the 80s, and one, I think, is from the 70s or late 70s. Um, I love that magazine. It's a great war game magazine. Uh, it sort of aligns with this podcast, so don't be surprised if you see a lot of uh, Joe Miranda's games coming into this podcast because he, he makes games on subjects I find really interesting, especially his solitaire games, the ones he's made for Invasion Afghanistan and Mike Forrest, which sort of model a conventional force trying to take on a guerrilla non-conventional force i think the way he deals with that conflict is so well done and it really showcases the challenges that the conventional side faces and i'm going to talk a lot about those games those those games are going to get their own episode at some point and so those are some of my favorite games uh, i also love harpoon by larry bond um i know that that's not really a game it's more of a simulation but I got to tell you that I own the third edition of Harpoon and a bunch of the supplements and I could just sit there and push my little miniatures around all day. That's one of my favorite things to do. So, yeah, those are just a couple of the games that I'm really into. Um, some of the games we're going to be talking about on this podcast, uh, Target Libya uh, from the, I think 1986 is when that game came out. Uh, we're going to talk about Six Fleet, the 2019 version, because I, I'm currently playing that one. It's uh, the end of June 2020 and that's what's on my table right now. And we're definitely going to talk about some Gulf War stuff. I am in a huge Gulf War kick right now. And there's a couple of games. Actually, there's three games in the Gulf War that we're going to get into. Uh, we're going to get into Mother of All Battles, which is Ty Bomba. I think Ty Bomba did that one. Uh, that's from uh, Command Magazine in the 90s. We're going to try to get into Arabian Nightmare by Austin Bay. And I think Jim Dunnigan was also on that design. And that one, my goal is to try to play that when we get to the anniversary and then my sort of pie in the sky, the reason I say pie in the sky is because the rules for this game I've heard are just notoriously complex, but I'd love to try it. I just got a copy of Phase Line Smash by Frank Chadwick, who I love Frank Chadwick's games. Uh, he's I, I, There's just something about the way he does them. I, I just end up loving them. I have several of his games, and I, I'm going to try. So if you guys don't know about that game, go to Board Game Geek and uh, read about it. It's definitely a complex one. And for me, I, I would say I normally play on the low to intermediate rules set. A, a war game magazine game is like right in my sweet spot, right? There's just enough rules that I, I can learn it in like one or two nights of reading, or I can just sort of put it on the table and start playing and going. I haven't gotten to play a lot of games that are much more complex than that just because, you know, family life, right? Wife, kids, pets a house, all that fun stuff, it, it ends up taking away from your hobbies, which is a good thing, because those are all wonderful things to have in your life, but I just haven't had a chance to get into those more complex games. But anyway, so we're going to try to. We're going to try to. We're going to talk about them on this podcast. So anyways, 
that sort of wraps up episode zero. I'm just wanting to put this information out there, let you guys know what's coming down the pipeline, hopefully. I hope you're interested in this podcast. Um, I hope that you will go to the Retro Conflict blog as well. Uh, you can find it there. It's my WordPress site. Just search for it. You'll find it pretty easy. But yeah, so thanks for listening. And uh, hopefully episode one, which will be the second episode, will be coming up shortly. And I'll tell you right now, my goal for that one is to do Target Libya from the late 80s. And I've got potentially a guest from the uh, Board Game Geek forums and the Consum World forums that's been pretty active on this game. And I think he's going to be able to shed some shed some real insight into this game. And uh, we're going to talk about why we think it's criminally underrated and uh, why it does such a great job at modeling multi-force conflicts. We, we'll, I don't want to bite too much off of that one. So we'll, we'll get into that when we get into episode one. So anyways, thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon.